Hi, I'm Alicia Michelle, and as a trained and certified Christian mindset coach, I've helped hundreds of Christian women discover brain science-based mindset tools to help them grow closer to God and break free from anxiety, perfectionism, people-pleasing, and feeling like they're never enough. The Christian Mindset Coach is the award-winning podcast that shows you how to use simple brain science principles and biblical truth to renew your mind for lasting confidence, joy, and peace. I'm so glad you're here. Grab a cozy spot and let's get started. Hi there. Welcome to today's episode of the Christian Mindset Coach. I am your host, Alicia Michelle, and today is a continuation of last week's episode where we were talking about how we can support ourselves as we are supporting someone else who's walking through a mental health crisis. And I had given the example of a parent helping a teen through a mental health crisis because that's what a lot of us who are, a lot of you who are listening are kind of in this age where you have teens and are walking through this. That's personally been my story. But I wanted you to take what I am going to be sharing today and apply it to any sort of situation where you're supporting someone who has mental health issues. But the reason why we're talking about this is because honestly, there's a lot of resources or there's more than there used to be, I should say, on how to help people who are walking through these very difficult challenges of depression, of suicide, eating disorders, maybe drug addiction. But there's very few. In fact, I couldn't find any resources on how to support you, the person who's who's carrying the weight, the person who's holding it all together for this other person. And especially as a mom of a teen, and especially with that added baggage of being a Christian mom, how do we handle all of the swirly emotions, not just behind, oh my gosh, my child is walking through this really hard season that I honestly can't really help her with or him with, that I have to be hands-off and, and really trust God with in a lot of ways. But how do I also deal with all of the emotional baggage of, well, how did she get there? And, and is it my fault? Um, all of this stuff. What do we do with all of that? So that's what I'm sharing. Uh, some things that were revealed to me as I walked through that journey. And I'm still walking through that journey because my daughter is 15. Here are some things that I have learned and um, have been helpful for me. So we talked about a couple of them last week. And so I invite you, if you have not listened to episode 211, I invite you to check out episode 211. That is the first part of this conversation. And also check out episode 210. That is the conversation with my daughter um, and her story of what it was like for us as a family and specifically for her to walk through this really challenging season of struggling with depression and anxiety and mental health issues like eating disorders and all the suicidal stuff, all of that stuff. So you will hear her story and just what God has done through that time in the last six months since the 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 heat of the most intense parts of it happened for us. So check out 210 for that story and 211 for the first part of this. So in the first part of 211, we talk about how to handle worry and fear. We talked about this obstacle that we deal with of the I did something wrong, the guilt and the shame. And so today I want to talk about this other part, um, disappointment and grief and also an attitude and a response that we can have to help our kids as they're walking through this. How can we respond to some of these really difficult things they're saying? Maybe they're, they're hurtful things towards us as we're walking through this. I mean, usually when people are walking through mental health issues, it's not like they're on their best behavior. They're really struggling inside, obviously. So there may be even more behavioral issues than what is normal and typical in your house. So how can we show up and 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 have that... Um, just, just overall demeanor with our kids as they're walking through these things. So here's that part of the conversation. All right. One other area that I wanted to talk about was this disappointment and grief 
because I felt this big time. And sometimes it still kind of rises up in me and I have to just let it come out. I have to process it. And it's this idea that kind of goes with the guilt and the shame. It's because we've set this expectation that if we do A and B, then we're going to get C. And that's not life. And that's certainly not parenting. We can do A and we can do B and the person that we're working with and, and speaking to and God are both influencing all of that, right? It, it doesn't necessarily always equal C in the way that we expect. We have to not let that disappoint us. But we also can recognize, wow, when there's disappointment, we can recognize what was I expecting? What, what was I expecting and was it realistic? Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe some parts were and some parts were. You know, what is it that I'm grieving? Because this, this idea of what our kids actually turn out to be versus what we envisioned for them, that's a real grief that we get to go through as a parent, unfortunately. That especially if we have big visions and big plans, it doesn't mean that our kids don't grow up to be what we want them to be. It just means that they're growing up in a way that's different maybe than what we expect but we can still grieve that loss. Maybe I thought this would have turned out like this. Maybe I thought they would have made this choice. That's still a loss for me as a parent to, to grieve. And so when there is grief, this is when the great comforter is there for us. Bible verses on love are so important, I think, as a comfort. And we talk about those in episode 194. I gave you a list of five Bible verses on love that you can meditate on when you need that comfort. And this comfort, this love is a reminder that the promises and the dreams that he's given us in our heart, that we live in a fallen world. And if they don't work out the way that we expected and perfectly wanted them to be, that God can still reconcile. God can still heal those wounds. He can still make those stories happen, or he can make them turn out a little different and maybe even better than what we imagine. Remember, his His ways are better than our ways. His ways are are greater than beyond what we can see. So he can work with us, but it has to start with that comfort of his love, of him, of knowing that he's not going to leave us, that he's with us, that he sees the problems, he sees the sadness we feel. He resonates with it and he's right there beside us. He's not judging us for it. He's not mad that, oh, why don't you just get over this? You know, he's there with us in it and saying, I see it. I love you. Let me hold you in it. When we get this comfort, and it, it might need to come on multiple occasions or it might need to come when you least expect it because that's how I feel like grief happens for me is it's out of the blue. It's just like something will trigger something and then I'm like, oh my gosh, we don't have to be mad that it's there. We can just say, oh, here it is again. Here it is. Let's talk about it. God, help me process it in this new, in light of this new information or this new situation. God wants to walk with you and partner with you in this area. It's okay. One final thing I wanted to add before we get to some really powerful resources, which I think are important because we obviously <laughs> need some support as we walk through these seasons is our attitude. What can be our attitude and response? Our attitude, I kind of hinted to in the beginning, we want to just say, we just want to sit this kid down and go, you are beautiful. There's nothing wrong with you. Why don't you just believe that God loves you and go and have big dreams and, and go and fight for them? You know, like that's what we want to say to somebody who is struggling with their identity or feeling they're not beautiful or an eating disorder. Like 
these are all things that are happening, not because they don't necessarily know the the truth logically. There's something happening on an emotional level that's deeper that and that's how that's being manifested. That's how it's expressing itself. So although we want to say those things, you've been in those places where you know the truth and it's just like you can't absorb it in that moment. And so the thing we can do, however, is we can show up with love. And for me, I've had to walk this line between what does love look like and what does what does it mean to be loving when there are choices being made that I don't agree with or I know God doesn't agree with? So here's how I found that balance and I'm continuing to, to sort this out with God, but the, here's where I'm at right now with this. I do my imperfect best to communicate to my kids that I love them. I love you. I support you. I'm there for you. I'm here for you. And you cannot lose my love. You cannot lose any sort of connection between me. Now, there can be things that you choose to do that I don't agree with. And I have a child right now who has made some choices that I don't agree with. And he has said to us, I know that you don't agree with these choices, but what I appreciate is that I know that you still support me and love me. And that is huge for us to hear my husband and I, because we were like, we felt like if we didn't make a big deal about it, like at least earlier, maybe a few years ago, I was like, well, if I don't bring it up to him, how is he going to know that it's an issue that he needs to fix? Like he needs to fix this. He can't do this, you know? And it's like, Alicia, how's that doing for you? You know, is that really working? Is that helping? No, all that's doing is driving a wedge between you and this child. So let's not do that anymore. Yes, you're upset about it. But what you can do is communicate what is really in your heart, which is you will always, always, always love this child. There's nothing that any of your kids can do to let you, to make you stop loving them. And so I need to give room for them to figure out themselves. And within that firm foundation of we're here for you, we love you, and we're not going anywhere. And that's what we want, don't we? Like we want room to explore and to get answers for our questions, but we have to have that safe anchor, that boundary, that that comfort. That's what God gives us is he allows us to explore this world. He gives us boundaries about what's right and wrong. And it's those boundaries and those those safe that safety's net and coming back to the truth of we can't lose his love that gives us the the I think the the bravery to ask the hard questions and to figure things out. So in order to do that, um, there are a few things, of course, that we have to kind of figure out like what is okay and what is not okay. Like we're not going to call evil good. That's just the way it is. I'm not going to say something is good to my child. Um, And in order to figure that out, a really great book on that that we've found is called Boundaries for Teens or Boundaries with Teens, excuse me, it's by Dr. Townsend. And that was a great way to figure out how to love, love, love my kid and also say, I love you. And this is not, this is where, this is where the boundary is in my house of what we will accept and and, and allow to happen. There's a beautiful song by Sarah Groves. It's called, You Cannot Lose My Love. And 
I want to read some of the lyrics here to you so you can hear it. But this has to be the message that we send our kids, especially our kids who are walking through a mental health crisis. I will also leave a link to the YouTube video so you can hear the song yourself. It is one of my favorite songs. It gets me every single time. But here are the lyrics. You will lose your baby teeth. At times, you'll lose your faith in me. You will lose a lot of things, but you cannot lose my love. You may lose your appetite, your guiding sense of wrong and right. You may lose your will to fight, but you cannot lose my love. You will lose your confidence in times of trial, your common sense. You may lose your innocence, but you cannot lose my love. Many things can be misplaced. Your very memories be erased. No matter what the time or space, you cannot lose my love. You cannot lose. You cannot lose. You cannot lose my love. Well, I'm proud of myself. So I got through that without crying. (laughs) But do you hear that? Like that's the love that we want from God. And that's the love he gives us. That's the love we want to pass on to them. Because that song is about a parent showing that kind of unconditional love to their child. But it's also about God showing his unconditional love to us. And that's the love that God has for you. As you walk through this season, you cannot lose him. You cannot lose him. You're going to be okay. If you're walking through this, I just want to tell you, you're going to be okay. You're not alone. There are a lot of us who are walking through this. God is faithful. And I believe, just as kind of an aside, I believe that this generation, oh my goodness, this generation, the potential for God to work in their hearts because they have a lot of stuff. They have social media to to see examples of everything in front of them, for better or worse. They want answers. They want experiences. They don't just want facts. They ask hard questions. What more does a generation need in order to find the living God, the true God? If you haven't seen the movie Jesus Revolution, I highly encourage you to check it out because I really started thinking about this concept of how the hippie generation is so much like our generation. And wow, the revival, the revival that I just, I feel the Holy Spirit wanting to do is, is incredible. Do anxious thoughts and what ifs consume your mind and steal your peace? God tells us to be anxious for nothing, but you wonder, how does that happen? What if you had a custom plan for managing your anxiety? One that was designed for your anxiety triggers, with specific, scientifically proven action steps based on brain science to manage worry both in the moment and for the long term. I want to help you create your custom plan for managing anxious thoughts with the Calm Your Anxiety Toolkit, the four-week anxiety Bible study, mindset training, and resources that equip Christian women with a step-by-step plan to use brain science and the Bible together to welcome God's healing power over worry and fear. Listen, I struggled with anxiety most of my life, even as a Christian. I finally found lasting peace and victory over anxiety when I created a plan to manage my anxiety that used proven tools to get God's truth into my thoughts. I want to help you create your plan to manage anxiety and discover more calm. Go to CalmYourAnxietyToolkit.com to learn more and to get started. Again, that's CalmYourAnxietyToolkit.com. I just want to close by praying for our kids and praying for you and me, the ones who are walking beside them through these journeys. And then we'll get to some resources, okay? All right, let's pray. Father, what a... 
what a gift it is to always have you at our side through every season. Even when we don't understand or we don't know why things would happen a certain way, we don't understand why a child would choose to do something, why they would be stuck in a place where we feel like I can't help them and it's very scary and they could do things to hurt themselves. I thank you, God, that we can hold on to you. We can ask you for help and we can grow in you and we can be an encourager to other people through this season. I thank you that our kids don't just have us to share about Jesus with them, right? Like they have a whole world. I have seen so many times how you have brought people to my kids' lives that I didn't even know were ministering to them, just behind the scenes. And it's just been like, like, like Jesus, you do so much. You do so much. And so how dare I underestimate the the ways you may interact with my kids and bring them to Christ, Lord. We pray for our kids to know Jesus. We pray for those who are suffering and who need to know the light of God to be able to get through what they're walking in right now. There are big ways that you are working behind the scenes that we can't even know about or fathom. So Lord, help us to trust in those things. Help us to know how to love our kids. Help us to know how to support ourselves in you as we walk through this, that this is a hard, scary season if we are called to walk through it, but we know that you are stronger and you are wiser and you are able to carry us and to show us how to walk it with grace and with dignity and strength. So I pray for our me and I pray for my friends now who are listening and walking this journey as well. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right. I wanted to conclude our time by sharing some resources that can be helpful. So first, if you sense that your child is in danger, if you sense that they're going to hurt someone else or they're going to hurt themselves, please get help. Please reach out to the local authorities. Please call 911. Please take them to the emergency room, whatever the situation is. Get them into a counseling office. Don't wait. Okay. Don't put it off. Don't delay. As a parent, we are the ones who, when it's a child, we're responsible for, until they're 18, we're responsible for their health. And we we want to take seriously things that they say, and we want to notice things that are going on. There's too many tragic stories that have happened. And so I cannot close this episode without encouraging you that if you feel that tug from the Holy Spirit, just that that mama instinct kind of feeling like there's something not right here and I need to I need to get some outside help. Do it, do it and make it happen, okay? Get support from other people. <laughs> Find a group of Christian women, ideally women who are walking through this season because it is a unique season in the way that if you have uh, young children and that season is a very unique season of up all night and teething and, and diaper changes and breastfeeding and, and potty training and all those things. That's such a, a different season than this season. But this season is equally as challenging, but it's just in a different way. So I have, I am so blessed, honestly. I know this isn't offered for all people, but at our church in our life groups, we have different themes that we can go to a group for. And our group is parents of teens. So we are in a parents of teens life group at our church that meets every week. And man, it has been just a blessing, a blessing because every single one of those families in there has teen girls that are the problem the same age as Susie and 
or older kids too. And all of our kids, we've just been able to just say like, oh, some of them are like now in their 20s, these these parents and, and they're like, okay, so yeah, we went through that and here's where we're at. It's just been so helpful. So we need those voices, especially now when so many of our kids are dealing with mental health issues. We've got to set those up as churches. We've got to create places for people to talk and come together. And we've got to, because it's not just resources for the kids themselves. It's resources for us because we have to be able to support ourselves to support our kids. In order to show up well, we have to be taking care of ourselves. And also, um, if you are walking through a really tough season like this, get some prayer warriors around you. When Susie was in those really critical days and weeks right before she went to the center and when she went to the center and was gone for 30 days, I put together a prayer thread on my phone. I literally asked a group of about eight to 10 of my friends whom I trusted immensely and I knew would would intercede for her on our behalf. And I just said, look, she's about to go through this. We know that this is a very pivotal moment for this girl's life. Will you join us? Will you help us hold her up before God. And these ladies did. They were so faithful. I would send them prayer requests every couple of days. And it just, it meant so much to me to have that support because I knew I wasn't battling alone. I was battling sometimes hour by hour for my daughter. And I knew that there were other ladies who got it and who were standing beside me. And that made such a difference. And I knew as I heard the story of Susie unfold, I, as I watched it unfold, I just knew it was like we had buckled down in prayer and this was what was happening. So just beautiful. Get that. Get that. Even if it's just a, one friend, you know, that's praying with you through these seasons to support you and to support your child, do it. You need it. All right. going to give you some books because it's always good to have books and <laughs> other wisdom, right? So a couple of books. Now, all of these books aren't necessarily about the topic of how do you make, how do you keep yourself strong, but they somewhat relate. So one book that you may have read before, it's it's a classic kind of a book by Lisa Turkhurst. It's called It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. That was a book that I read at the end of last fall, right as all this was happening. And just that's really great for that grieving disappointment side of like, Lord, what gives? Why are we here? I would never have guessed that we would be here. You know, this is not the happy-go-lucky girl who knew all the Bible verses, who prayed to receive Christ, like who sang worship songs. Like this is not who I thought I would be working with as a daughter when at age 14 and 15. And um, it just, it really helped me to understand that journey. And uh, without giving pat answers, it just helped me to understand that. So that's a great book for that kind of stuff. Um, Behind Closed Doors, A Guide to Help Parents and Teens Navigate Through Life's Toughest Issues by Jessica Peck. This is a newer book. It came out at the end of October 2022, I believe. I have not read this book myself, but I have seen it. And it's one that I am going to pick up and think about sharing with other people, too, because um, it's a Christian book on how to have conversations with your kids who are feeling isolated and anxious and depressed. It's not necessarily, again, how to support you, but it does give you a resource to feel like, okay, how do I even show up for them as they're as they're going through this season? Uh, another book is called Love Her Well. It's 10 Ways to Find Joy and Connection with Your Teenage Daughter by Carrie Kamp- Kampakis. Sorry, I just slaughtered your name there, Carrie. Carrie Kampakis. Again, I haven't read this book either, but it's similar in that it's teaching you how to find these connections with other 
teen with your teen daughter from that Christ-centered perspective, how to make inroads, how to help, like, what do you do? It just, the rules change, you know, when you have a teen and you're like, again, like, why all of a sudden I can't even talk to you anymore? I don't even understand what you're saying and you don't understand me. Like, what in the world? So that's a resource to consider looking at. And of course, that book I mentioned earlier, Boundaries with Teens, When to Say Yes, How to Say No by Dr. John Townsend. This is, again, a classic book. It gives great guidance on how to establish wise boundaries with teens, but how to also give them that freedom to grow and be themselves and make their own choices. So all of the links to all of those books are in the show notes. If you want to check that out, it's vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash episode dash 211. That's today's episode. You'll not only find all the links to those, but you'll find a copy of the show notes. So if you heard some things in the episode today that you're like, really wish I'd written that down or I don't remember it. I want to, you can rewind it and listen to it again, of course, but you can also go to that link and you will see all of the notes there of the things we've talked about. And last, if you need to process what you're walking through more than just a friend, it's maybe it's triggering some stuff inside of you when you were a teen, or it's making you feel like I made some choices that I wish, wish I hadn't made as a young mom. And now I am just so beside myself about all of this. If you need that support, that counseling type of support, reach out and get it because I'm telling you, you need to take care of you. Your son or daughter needs you to take care of you and you need to show up well for them. And in order to do that, you need to process some of the stuff that's getting in the way. So I always recommend Faithful Counseling. That is a resource that is a worldwide resource for anybody. You can go to the site. It's getfaithful.com forward slash vibrant. You would go there and they connect you with their network of trained Christian counselors from all over the world. And so you have this, this online way to get counseling. It's again, it's a great way for me to be able to share with anyone in the world because I don't know where all the different counselors are. I can't recommend this city, go to this counselor, but I can say this is a great resource for all different kinds of of cities and people. And you if you don't find one at first that works with you, they'll work with you to get somebody who will help you. So this is a affiliate link. I have to disclose that in, in full disclosure. So this means I make a small commission should you choose to go to use Faithful Counseling. But again, I recommend them because I've heard great things from the people that I have sent there. So getfaithful.com forward slash vibrant, V-I-B-R-A-N-T. Okay. So check out some of those resources. Take that next step. You've got to support yourself. This is not a joke, okay? This is not a nicety. This is not a luxury. You need to be able to take care of yourself so that you can take care of your your teen well and so that you can be strong, so that you can be strong in Christ through this. Because if you walk through this season, you're going to be an example and a testimony of someone else to someone else another day. I promise you, God's going to use this. So do your best to show up well and let him hold you and walk with you in this season. All right. Thank you again so much, friend. I look forward to talking to you next week about more mental health stuff. This has been kind of a heavier topic load this month, but I know we got to talk about this stuff. We just do. We really need to talk about this stuff. So thanks for hanging in there with me and I'll see you back here next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me today for The Christian Mindset Coach. If you loved today's show, would you take two seconds and share a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts? I've got a special gift for you when you share a review, my amazing 50 I Am declarations, 50 statements and Bible verses about who you are in Christ. 
This is an audio meditation and a written statement that is extremely popular with my clients, and I want to give you access just for sharing your Apple Podcast review. Simply screenshot your review and send it to hello at vibrantchristianliving.com, and we'll send you the link to access the 50IM Declarations resource. Thanks so much for sharing your rating and review so that we can get the word out about the podcast. See you back here next week.